This is the Comedy Kiosk podcast by Monday and Munoz. Please welcome Monday and Munoz. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Kiosk podcast in which we talk about news, ideas, and opinions about comedy. And we used to give some recommendations as well. Yeah, but you know. It was eating too much into the time, you know. We, we, we had more important things to discuss. So instead, we're going to work on a new format where every few episodes we're going to do a recommendation episode. Just pretty much just us talking about the shows we're watching, why we've watched them, why we recommend them, and why we think you should check them out. So basically, we will share some examples of mm-hmm. what makes us laugh and what yeah. we think you might enjoy as well. Let's start with yeah. the things we're watching at the moment. Of course, uh, we will talk mostly about the comedy comedy formats different it could be stand-up it could be some panel shows tv shows anything yeah. but comedy related content so what 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 are you watching at the moment that you would recommend well actually uh, we've just um, my wife and i've just finished two shows about comedy actually i'll be honest recently. With you, it's it's been an it's been a year almost a year and I'm still not used to you referring to to <laughs> you guys as my wife and I. Yeah. Well, no, it's only been since well, October last year. So eh, less than a year. Less than a year. It's okay. But it's, you still got time. You still got time to get used to it. It's all right. It's all right. All right but, yeah. but it has happened, though. It has happened. You have to accept it, Eagle. You're just going to have to accept it. No, I don't. And you can't force me. <laughs> I think by the time you hit a year, I'll be able to to imagine you guys as a married couple. But yeah. for now, to me, you're just that same old lovely couple i used to see date on our shows and when she comes i'm still like hey there's david's girlfriend and i forget that you're now wearing rings and everything yeah yeah all right so the shows now actually i'm gonna there's three shows i'd like to mention the marvelous mrs Maisel, crashing and hacks all right so of I've, those I've shows seen one out of those three so you haven't seen more. which one have you seen i've seen crashing i've seen all three seasons and i've seen the first season of mrs Maisel, uh-huh. and i have given up on that series right at the beginning of the second season okay why why did you give up on the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? which by the way uh to give you a quick recap it's basically it's a woman she's the wife of a wannabe stand-up comedian or like an amateur stand-up comedian and then she ends up becoming a stand-up comedian separating from her husband and ends up becoming quite successful at it. And this is all set during the 1950s, I believe. Something like that. 50s, yeah. 60s, maybe 50s. Probably. No, I think yeah. 50s. Yeah, yeah, 50s. So it's all time, you know, when women weren't really in it. And she's a kind of a sassy, outspoken Jewish girl, pretty much, is the persona. Yeah, I think I enjoyed it very much the first season because yeah. it was relatable mm-hmm. and it was something like... Because you see yourself as a sassy Jewish woman sometimes. Yeah, of course. Like From a, New York. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a housewife with two children. That's how... That, that's, was it two? I thought she just had one. Well, I have two, okay? Oh, right. In my dream, I have two. Right, right. So sorry, sorry. Didn't I, mean ima- to... I imagine myself as a mother of two. Yeah. Yeah, I, because I think it's something that can happen mm-hmm. so her husband was like an open micer yeah. he would go and do his jokes and think he's funny but then she gets drunk and gets up on stage when they have some kind of argument or something yeah exactly it just spills her beans yeah this this like rant that she does accidentally yeah. it kills and then she gets into performing and into like stand-up into comedy and all this kind of stuff how we and, all started really. yeah so in the first season <laughs> it's 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 it has some insights into the industry, into the community and things like this, yeah. which I really liked in Crashing because yeah. it's really like a step-by-step story of how one of the ways you can become a stand-up comic. Yeah. But right? let's go back to 
Mrs. Maisel right now. Yeah, yeah. So why I stopped watching it is when it stopped being a really insightful look into the stand-up comedy industry in the 50s and turned into fantasy. So basically... first episode of the second season if i'm not mistaken again small spoilers but we hope to just get you interested in watching this series yeah uh, she travels to paris mm-hmm. and then does stand up there and then some things that happen just didn't sit well with me i mean i just they just didn't seem it, bro- it broke the realism yeah. for you you were just like okay that's taking it too far like yeah. it, you're like you do expect a little bit of fantasy but to the point when they just completely break it, you just go, ah, oh, like when they take it too far and it's and then it seems almost absurd or completely and utterly impossible. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I, I did, yeah, the first season I thought was so far, in a way, the best one for showing the stand-up. I'm still watching it because I still like the show in general. It's a fun show to watch and she's a fun character to see uh, what happens to her. But but like the first season, yeah, it was definitely more interesting to see how it actually works because you see her performing the same bit over and over and over again. And at one point even shows her like her and her manager discussing just changing just a little bit, like a couple of wording, which I, I think is very typical of the American style of stand up where you do the same 10 minutes for a couple of years and you just work on those 10 minutes and polish the hell out of it where every word, every nuance, every pause, every inflection, every hand gesture, facial gesture kind of fits in like it's what this the generalization or the stereotype of american stand-up being it's much more practiced and polished than for example your irish or your british styles and things like that you know your english uh, your scottish or your irish styles or even australian so that's why it was good in the beginning to watch that but yeah it, it became more about her and her love life and her relationship with her parents and things like that. And, and it, it started, they started kind of taking away. Now comedy is just a background story. It's just what she's doing. And, and I have my imagination and my dreams for that, for imagining myself as a mother of two housewife yeah. Jewish woman in New York. I don't need to watch knows, a series uh, about who, that. Who can cook a mean brisket? Of course. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the meanest. The meanest brisket. A saucy like. one. Yeah, it's so saucy. So, yeah, okay. So that's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So I would say, yeah, out of the three that I would like to talk about, that would be a little bit about the stand-up. Uh, you can get an idea of it. It's a nice little intro, but it is unrealistic. I mean, the woman barely ever has a bad gig. And it's not a bad gig because her material sucks. It's just circumstance. But it's... I, I wouldn't even say... It's a, that, that, if I had a bad gig like she has one of her bad gigs, I would be smiling from ear to ear still at the end of it, you know? That's, um, why, that's why I initially compared it straight away to Crashing mm. because I feel that even though there are some f- obvious fantasy elements in that as well, since the whole premise is just, or at least for the first season, just the guy sleeping on other people's couches. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Which, of, of actual well-known comedians yeah. or actually established comedians. Which, you know, like it could happen, but also would it happen? Like, yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, he just got really lucky. And apparently every comedian is actually deep down, even though no matter how much of an asshole they seem on stage, is actually really sweet and is willing to give you a couch for like even a week or more. Or more, yeah, for free, like in New York, in the Mm. center of New York. Mm. But yeah, but I think the the industry, the stand-up itself and how you go from bombing at like an open mic with three people at the like uh, midnight show to actually doing some circuit, getting like residency in a a comedy club, getting like TV appearances and whatever, like how you go through that whole process. I think it's described and and basically presented really well. Because even like, I think Moscow couldn't be more different than New York (laughs) in so many things. But I see that so many like points, places where we overlap Mm. 
yeah. with that and where there are such similarities, especially in like comedians community yeah. and these kind of things, like how it works from the inside. And mm. that's why I think if you're into comedy, if you're into stand up, but you haven't seen Crashing, yeah, definitely go for it because it's funny. Yeah. It's wholesome. It's yeah. entertaining. But it's also a very, very good reflection and insight into the comedy industry, I would say. Yeah. Okay. So to give a little bit of background to uh, Crashing, the idea is it's, uh, it's about a comedian called Pete Holmes. And it's loosely based on his real experience of getting into stand-up and how he came from a very conservative Christian background um, and how he went through a divorce and how then he decided to say, stuff it, let's just move to New York and give stand-up a proper try rather than just doing it as a once a week or once a month gig sort of thing that he did as a hobby, but really focus on it. <clears throat> and But, you know, leaving everything that he knew his whole life completely ripped apart and then him crawling his way through. And now this is actually, like I said, based on Pete Holmes' real experiences, uh, him actually crashing on people's couches. So apparently some people are nice. I thought, how nice? I don't know. The part that always gets me is the Bill Burr bit where he literally gets Pete Holmes to come to his house to whoa, crash. Whoa, whoa. Don't spoil no, 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 no. While he's married with a kid and isn't the wife pregnant at that point as well with like child number two? I don't remember. Or she just has the baby. I can't remember. Either way, it's like, okay, either Bilbo's the nicest, nicest guy or he's a really irresponsible husband and father. <laughs> he's well, inviting some I, guy he literally just met that night and be like, yeah, sure, buddy, you can you can crash in my spare room. <laughs> I think some of, some of those encounters and stuff, they could actually... I mean, if we had a gig and one of the comics told me like, you know, I just... You know, I got kicked out of my own flat or something. Can I stay a couple of nights? Mm. And I would be, yeah, sure. Because I've had experiences yeah. when when I traveled and performed. I remember but, few, few organized. But having a kid, a new kid, a no, baby no, in there, no, no, no. you would be a little bit wait, more like, oh, dude. Wait, wait ah. for it. Wait for it. So I have been offered accommodation by comics. I have used that offer in some yeah. countries where I traveled and performed and so on. And I think, again, this kind of sense of community and mm. let's say brotherhood, brotherhood or whatever. Yeah, sisterhood. I, I think it's it's really great inside comedy, mostly. Yeah. There is some toxicity as well in some circuits and yep. so on. But mostly it's But kind that's, of, that's shown in Crashing too. Like that is some of that. Yeah. Toxicity. That's, that's He's actually well. shown, which is really good. This is why I think out of all the shows that I've seen about, like that involves stand-up comedy, it is the one that's closest to actually showing the real uh, aspects of it. Yeah, both like competition, but mm -hmm. also let's say camaraderie and yeah. so on. But I would say that the and Bill also Burr difficulties and, yeah. and difficulties. But Bill Burr and some other, obviously, they were put into the the series for star value, star value, and and to have. But maybe they actually do know each other. Maybe Bill Burr did give him a place. But I maybe. But I think the realism would be like maybe he knew Bill Burr for a little bit more, and then maybe or when he was single and like yeah. living in some kind of one room flat as well, Could not be, in a yeah. family house. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So what was the? Because I haven't seen the third one that you right. mentioned. What was that one? Right. Uh, well, the third one is called Hacks. All right. Um, actually, I, I probably should have researched this a little bit better before we started. So to give you a basic idea of what this show is about is that so there's an old comedian. She has been in the industry for, I don't know, 40, 50 years, something like she's she's well into her, her years, played brilliantly by Jean Smart. If you don't know who she is, she's been in many TV shows. She's really brilliant. So the idea is that she has a residency in Vegas. She performs at uh, a, 
at a casino called the Palmetto. And she just has a regular gig, weekly gig that she performs at. People come. And she's one of those established comics like, I don't know, like your Dean Martins or or your, uh, uh, what's his name? The, the really offensive one that uh, everyone used to really talk about. Um... Oh, I saw him. Ray on... Romano. No. <laughs> he's one of those classics. He used to get him. Yeah. yeah, you know, Jerry, I used to talk about this. And, you know, and he's the one that uses offensive humors. He uses like, you know, the word chink, for example, when he talks about Asians and stuff. And now he's like, no, you can't say this stuff anymore. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, Christ. Gilbert. Gilbert. No, no, no. Older, Godfrey? older, older. Like he, he literally used to hang around Sinatra and stuff like that. Like that era of comedy. So anyway, she's from that period of time. She's, you know, the sassy broad sort of thing. And, you know, she talks about married life and all sort of stuff. And she, and the whole idea of this show is also she has this kind of the shtick where she was the woman. She's known as like the, the female comedian who, when she separated from her husband, she burnt his house down sort of thing. She set fire to his house. So she's that sort of, you know, fiery woman who doesn't take no shit, you know, old school with a glass of martini, like with a martini glass in her hand. That sort of stuff, right? Cocktail dress. Oh, no, not cocktail, sorry. Ball ground sort of dress. Like, yeah, heals a whole lot. Anyway, so that's her. And then the other character, which is played by more of a newcomer, she's also a stand-up comedian, Hannah Einbinder. She's like this new, like 20-something, early 20s comedian, very Gen Z or whatever you want to say, like style. Like I have seen her do a stand-up bit she did on Steve Colbert just before the COVID thing. And yeah, it's a very... It's very funny, it's very cool, but very arty sort of style, right? So it's not your standard comedy. So they grabbed her brilliantly for this role. They're both brilliant in their roles. And the idea is that she is the one who's become a comedy writer because she got like a million hits on some vlog or something. Became instant overnight success in the sense that she gets picked up for a cool show. She ends up being a writer and then she messes up because she says something offensive on Twitter or something that is seen as offensive or maybe something she had tweeted earlier in her career. Anyway, she gets cancelled, kicked off the show. She's desperate for any gig. She gets offered to work with this older comedian. The older comedian gets offered uh, to work with this young comedian. Both of them reject the idea from because they share an agent. The, they both reject from the agent, but the agent anyway kind of sets it up for them to meet and they end up working together. But what's really good is that it shows the two different eras of comedy. It shows the old style era and someone who has been a legend and is a legend and is still doing, but in a way, still doing the same material from 40 years ago. So it can be seen as dated or hack in this case. And then you see this up and coming comedian in her style, but how her style doesn't conform to the traditional, but how she's missing some elements. Like in a way, they both are lacking they both come with with strong points the younger one is all about authenticity realism she's like you've got to connect with your audience you don't just make like quick jibes and insults at people like you've got to bring substance the old one is like you got to bring punchlines you've actually got to bring jokes so it's, and it's like them a working together symbiosis mm. of uh, old and new experience and yeah idea or something like this yeah and you also get to see, like, the old comic, she's she's messed up because of the life she's had to live. You also see, when you look at someone and you think, oh, they've got it easy. Yeah, it's easy to do it their way. You don't realize the background story of how they got there and the amount they had to struggle. And this is a woman who went through that, that era of the 60s and 70s and having to deal in a very incredibly male-dominated industry. And how much she had to take things and how much of a rough 
gruff kind of no bullshit exterior she had to develop, like thick skin that she had to develop. And also a lot of the compromises she had to make that she doesn't necessarily like, but she had to. You know, it's very easy to criticize from today's perspective, which is one thing they also point out. Like, it's very easy. But at the same time, there is some justification to it. So, yeah, it's a really good back and forth. I really recommend Hacks. There is there is one season out? One, one so far. It finished yeah. already, so yeah. the season is out. All right. Yeah. Uh, what about some kind of series, maybe, if we're on the topic of TV series uh, that are not stand-up related, comedy related, but they are comedies in their genre so is there something that uh, you have seen recently or are you watching at the moment that you would recommend i can start with two that i think are not that popular or that well known and i think they kind of went under the radar with many people but i find them brilliant well three actually and that will be my my three recommendations of tv series first one is and i think i mentioned it before maybe is upload the mm -hmm. first season came out last year, oh, yeah. and the second season is coming out, if I'm not mistaken, now in August. Ooh, ooh, yay, yay. Yeah, that. yeah, I'm very excited because first season just blew me away. I think yeah. it's one of the smartest writing of a TV series I've seen in decades. That's the one it's, with the dead people, right? Yes. Yes, yes, it, yes. It's good, so, good. like, self-referential. Yeah. It's so, like, it makes jokes because it's set in future. Yeah. If I'm mis mis not mistaken, maybe, like, 20, 30 years in future. Yeah. Not, not like, kind of, you know distant yeah, yeah yeah not like 300 years and whatever happened now doesn't matter yeah, but it's yeah. like things that are happening now to us literally to them it's kind of influenced some things or it's kind of history they've learned that's it's basically there are many references to modern day yeah i mean to to our modern day mm -hmm. in this series that is set in the future i think the idea is brilliant acting jokes i think it's just so much fun to watch it's very wholesome and i would recommend that definitely to catch up on the first season before the second comes out the second one is also it it's currently running its second season mm -hmm. so it's one episode until it ends if i'm not mistaken it is dave and it is like uh hello uh, Hello? Yeah, <laughs> the other Dave. Oh, so, yeah, it's, wait, it's, there's another? It, yeah, it's a semi-autobiographical... Is that you? That is Dave. <laughs> he's he's actually Dave, I think. He's not David, if I'm uh, not mistaken. Maybe he's David. But actually, he's probably, he's probably David. Yeah, my, most Daves are Davids. But I don't want to say all. I don't want to assume. But we know you as David. Like, most people call yeah. you David. But I think yeah. most people just call him Dave. Uh, but basically, it's uh, Lil Dicky. Do you know Lil Dicky? No. So, well... <clears throat> yeah uh, yeah well i do know a little dicky but uh the not the, the little dicky no. yeah so basically he's a kind of youtube rapper uh -huh. who came out like i don't know 10 maybe even more 12 years ago with some funny rap songs and videos that accompany those songs mm -hmm. that were it's kind of it's comedy rap even mm -hmm. though he doesn't like to describe that it's stand he says stand-up rap okay. so basically it's like he's a very good rapper so mm. he's he's really good in making music, but it's also quite funny and quite amusing, and it, there is always some kind of joke and twist and so on. Yeah. And then he went on to make he, a TV series about his life and how he also it's also a very good insight into the industry, I think. Yeah. So how you go through all those steps and how you acquire some kind of exposure, fame, opportunities, you meet the right people, all yeah. this kind of stuff. 
Plus, it's very, again, wholesome, it's very sweet, it's very uh, shocking in places, mm -hmm. and in some scenes, hilarious. Like, it's one of the rare series I watch and literally burst out laughing at some scenes, because oh. usually, even when I watch, like, stand-up specials and stuff, to get me chuckling, or at mm -hmm. least, like, blowing air through my nose, it's a big success. Yeah. But with this one, I sometimes like actually laugh and like rewind the scene to see it again. Oh. And the third one that I wanted to mention, this one got a little bit more exposure and recognition recently because I think it won some Emmys and stuff. But it's Ted Lasso. Oh yeah, and yeah. I think it's that's it's, coming back out soon, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well? the second season is out. It's it's airing at the moment. I think. Oh, but it's airing. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting until it's finished. I think already like I want to binge two or three episodes yeah. came out. I binged the first season recently, oh. and I was so happy to see that the second season is already done and and airing. Oh, you are going to be in pain at the end of the second season then. Why? Because once you binge the first one and then oh, you get the see, second one straight away, you've had a really kind of regular dose, yeah. and then to have completely cut off for another year, you're like, but. But I just got two seasons at once. Why can't I have my third now? Yeah, that's I want the, my third. Give me my cookies. <laughs> good and bad side of these kind yeah. of streaming platforms because usually TV shows were usually on schedule. Like it starts in September or something. It ends yeah. in April. Kind of the the season, right? The the yeah. whole calendar season but now they can kind of film them and air them whenever they want which means sometimes they come out like three four months mm -hmm. one after the other but sometimes we have to wait four years for a new season of something yeah. so yeah but thank god it's airing at the moment i think it's also it's so sweet it's so nice it's so like i, I binged the first season and i had a feeling someone is like hugging me the whole time yeah I, but there are some scenes where i genuinely his name like, is ted his name is Ted, yeah. where I genuinely laughed out loud. And yeah. I think the writing and, and timing is also brilliant. And you know the, the main football guy, right? The old guy? The footballer with the dark hair who kind of looks like he belongs in Oasis? No, all right, yeah. Like, looks a bit like Liam Gallagher or whatever. Like He looks like, and he's kind of like that. He's kind of got the, the dark hair, the big, thick eyebrows, kind of like an Eric Cantona kind of rip. Anyway, he's actually a stand-up comedian. He's a comedy writer, stand-up comedian as well. And it's really weird because I... After we watched Sona, I found out that I was like, okay, I need to find his stand up. And it's hard to find some stuff. It's like he's not, he wasn't famous for his stand up, but he does have one or two recordings on YouTube. And when you find him, it's just like you've seen his personnel in the show. He's this gruff, yeah. like assholeish kind of guy with a major chip on his shoulder. He occasionally makes some funny quips and he's actually really good with his timing. And that's what got me, got me suspicious because his timing was almost too perfect there were times there was one with that girl who was the girlfriend of his rival and she says something like you know don't you dare da, da, da. and he's like yep fair enough like you know like yep i fucked up and i was like oh that was the way he did it was just too perfect and when i looked him up I was like aha he's a stand-up comedian and then i found his act and he's in a pub performing and he's this sweet friendly guy with this very bouncy kind of voice and animated and i'm like what no no that's not you you're an angry surly man who's gonna punch the reporter in the face so he's a great actor yeah in other words in other I, words I've he's seen, damn good i mean besides the lead role of course uh, jason i want to say sudakis 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 um who is also sudoku that's it sudoku. sudoku yes yeah. it's uh, jimmy sudoku yeah i've i've seen nick mohammed as well previously who plays nate if i'm not mistaken the co co oh, co coaching assistant yes. he's also so, a stand-up isn't he he he's a comedian yeah, yeah i've seen yeah. him in various british like panel shows and stuff yes, he's done yes. Edinburgh, edinburgh many times mm, uh, and mm. he's also he's also a brilliant comic yeah. so that's definitely recommendations and his assistant coach is great too 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beard? Yeah. Coach Beard. Yeah. So. Uh, okay, but quick question, because you kind of mentioned it, but you didn't give a, a prem- what each one is technically about, like, you know, the blurb. So upload, was it about? Because right now all people heard was great woody dialogue, dead people. Yes, yeah. in the that's future. How you it's talk. Like, that's what? how you recommend stuff. Not like you. You described the plot and the twists and the I did not chemistry. explain the twists. You know, like that's... So if they're interested, I said it's set in future. It's about... They will, Dead like, people. They will write this in Google and they will get the brief like plot summary from okay. whatever they have. Okay, so you don't want to tell something. them. Okay, so people just suffer. Pull out your finger. Just Google, right? Don't be lazy. Just Google, right? They're, they're, it's straight from Eagle's mouth. Don't be a lazy shit. Google, all if right? If I recommend it, it's worth a Google, at least. If you're not going to watch it, don't watch it, but it's worth a Google. So Google, check it out and tell us in the comments, did you enjoy any of the recommendations we've given out today? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have any show or anything you want to, any special, comedy special or anything you want to recommend? As far as comedy specials go, I can't say that I've seen... Well, of course, we've talked about this in one of the episodes mm-hmm. recently, Bo Burnham's Inside, yep. which I think it's uh, just a masterpiece of of production. Artistic. Yeah, yeah it's, artistic it's, masterpiece uh, yeah. Of, of production, of it's light, art. of sound, of, yeah. of lyricism, of everything. One man just doing it all. Baby. Uh, okay, well, the other one I'd recommend, uh, one that I saw recently that actually was like, yep, that was good, uh, Ellen DeGeneres. After 15 years, she has done a comedy special, recent one. It's basically, yeah, it, she hasn't done it for 15 years. It's her coming back, and she kind of makes fun of the fact that one of her friends says that, you know, is she still relatable? Like, can she do relatable humor? Because she's wildly successful now and rich and all the rest. And I think the, the actual special is called Relatable. And yeah, it's just interesting. It just goes to show that she's still got it. You know, she's still got a witty mind. She still knows how to play with it. She's still got the physicality, the whole lot. And, you know, uh, that she can still, yeah, relate to the average person and make fun of it as well. You know, the, her life and the whole lot. And I would say it's good, clean comedy. And it shows that, yeah, she still has all the skills, the wit and the whole lot. So, yeah, I, I would recommend it as a nice thing. My wife and I watched it and she really enjoyed it. She was like, wow, she's actually really damn good. And I was like, yeah, that's why she was one of the big comedians of the 90s. Like she was huge. And when people talk about really good comedians, not just female comedians, but good comedians, a lot of people talk about Ellen DeGeneres because during her peak, whoo, she was I, great. I haven't seen that. And uh, I haven't seen actually any of those Netflix specials kind of the the return of mm. you know <laughs> so there is Judd Apatow did a special oh yeah Seth Rogen did a special out. did he um, yeah but he was never a stand up was he he was they all were like that's how they all got the, the doors yeah. into the movie industry right, right. opened but um, what's his name I keep forgetting uh, he played in Community and in Hangover oh Joel McHale no 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 the the, the, the Chinese American what What's oh, Ken Jong. Yeah, yeah. I want to say from Hangover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. he did a special. Oh, basically, really? yeah, oh. yeah. A bunch of these kind of people who did stand up last time. He used time, to be a like, doctor in eighties, in nineties. Yeah, he used to be a doctor. Uh, so That's they amazing. came back with a with a Netflix special. But I was thinking, even Seinfeld's like comeback special yeah, that. was yeah. very very mediocre. So I kind of lost hope. But I will <laughs> actually check out uh, Ellen. Maybe mm. Ellen. Maybe Ellen still has it, as you say. Yeah. Uh, but so, you know, it's, but it's her style sort of thing, like kind of cute, very nice, friendly sort of stuff. That works. That's my yeah. style too. <clears throat> In many ways, we're similar. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and notice the apprehension in my the little pause of yeah, sure, Betty, sure, yeah, whatever. I mean, we are yeah. Yeah. same hairstyle, same love for women. Yep. And true, uh, true, true. 
Yeah, and then I would recommend, but this is more general than kind of current, a couple of couple of shows, couple of stuff I'm watching, but it's not that easy to to find. So most of the stuff we talked about is either on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something like this available mm-hmm. on some kind of streaming network, which you can subscribe to and, and watch. Um, and we do not is, recommend illegally downloading torrents, by the way. Pirating is bad. But this is something that <clears throat> is very hard to find since it airs directly on TV, mm-hmm. right? But I, I really enjoy it. It's uh, some kind of British shows, uh, TV shows, mm-hmm. which are panel shows or quiz ah. shows uh, with comedians taking part. One that I would recommend if you are into kind of I- into comedy more, into stand up and into a competitive element of that, mm-hmm. uh, of pitching comedians against each other doing different tasks is Taskmaster. Yep. Uh, it's now it now airs there is a British version and there is like five, six more other versions around the world. Yeah. Apparently New Zealand one is really great and it's airing at the moment and I'm uh, waiting to catch up on it if I find a source how to do it. And another one which is House of Games. It's more like a quiz show, a game show. Okay. But comedians are often featured there and often more than not, they win. Whenever there is a comedian, comedian wins, uh, which is also a very good premise for one of our future episodes to talk about do you have to be intelligent to be a comedian? But uh, let's let's put a pin in that for now. Yeah. But basically, when there is a bunch of like TV personalities, sportsmen, some kind of fashion industry people, whatever, and a comic, comic a stand-up comic, yeah. stand-up comic almost always wins. <laughs> so apparently we're just full of useless general knowledge that uh and, and some kind of wit i would say yeah i was about to say well anyway that's that's the topic not gonna go there no not gonna do it not gonna do it let's keep it short and sweet buddy let's keep it short and sweet like uh ellen DeGeneres' hair yeah it actually actually was good i was looking at it going damn maybe i should get that one all right so we have shared some of our main recommendations for now and we will come back with these kind of episodes every now and then yeah every so often yeah gather some stuff that we have enjoyed gather some stuff that made us laugh and that we genuinely think you would enjoy if you enjoy this podcast and if you share our sense of humor yeah and if you want to then say if you agree or disagree or even your own recommendations please try to find us on some form of social media also at the moment we do we have set up patreon haven't we eagle we have set up patreon so if you want to donate spend some coin and help us keep improving this podcast spending some money on equipment and stuff like this production non-squeaky chairs we really need non-squeaky chairs we do need non-squeaky chairs what i want to add is with the patreon thing please donate if you can't donate then i think the next give it to someone who can yeah well no yeah exactly the next best thing to do is actually recommend one of our episodes to one of your friends we would greatly appreciate that that is worth to us more than any amount of money. So yeah, if you don't want to give us any cash, that's totally fine, but please recommend one of our episodes that you think one of your friends would appreciate it and give it to them to listen to. All right. Yeah, so if you if you can't afford to to donate some money, share us with someone who has more money. Yeah. And we appreciate that so much. Pass Thank the buck. Ca- Pass the buck. Exactly. So Thank needed. you so much for listening. Let yeah. us know, did you end up watching or enjoying any of the stuff we have recommended? My name is Igor Monday. I'm David Munoz. And we will hear you next time on the Comedy Kiosk. Okay. Goodbye. Ciao.